What's good, y'all? Show me DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Holding it down for the set. Miss Perfect Touch. Yo, Nish. Yo, Nish. not on this episode, so we holding it down for you. To my right, I got my right hand man, my brother from another partner in crime, the homeboy Keith. What? What? What's good, man? Hurts my shit, man. Like I'm telling you, man. Rozell Junior. You already know. <laughs> you back on your Rozell Junior shit. You already know, man. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Oh, Whole lot of testosterone this episode, man. All right, up. We gonna miss. <laughs> we gonna miss Nish, but you know. Try, we're going to try hardest. Hold it down, man. You know what I mean? We'll we, uh, catch on the next one. How you been, though, brother? How's life? Life is good. I can't complain. You know me. Still reading. Still doing my, my New Year's resolutions out there. Still still working on the marriage life. Working my hardest them. to be the best husband ever. I hope, hopefully my wife is doing the same. I trust that she is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and Atlanta came back on. I'm listening to my favorite playlist, Rap Caviar on Spotify. I can't complain. Life is good. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. What you reading nowadays? Anything new? Same book from last time? Nah, the last book I was reading, I don't know what, what I was reading the last time we spoke, but... Um, eight Years. Oh, we were power. Eight Years in Power. Yeah, I finished that book. Profound, profound. Brother Tom Hasi Coates. Putting it down. Only thing about it, though, sometimes it, it could get depressing because you're like, man... Black people is oppressed as fuck, even to today. <laughs> like shit, man. I'm I'm just so hell oppressed as, as a motherfucker. But you know, it was a, it was a good book for for anybody to read, any color, any background. Right now, I'm reading The Color of Law to finish off my Black History Month reading. Yo, Black History Month went by fast, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, well, I that's how it goes every year. <laughs> I know it's you know, twenty, you know, it's twenty twenty nine years, some years, but uh, I know that. It's 28 days most years, and damn, I, I don't remember seeing a Black History Month commercial. I watch yeah. a lot of basketball. Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> I ain't see, I ain't see, exactly, I was just about to say McDonald's, ain't even hold it down. McDonald's got rid of their Black History Month division? <laughs> they was the originator, none greater. They That's had the, they the, cut, the best. Cutting cause? Word, Calvin had a job. <laughs> Word, they, they should they release an update to Calvin, that would be dope as hell. Nah, he still be there, man. He's, <laughs> he's, <still> be there. <laughs> he's he ain't assist- corporate either. Assistant to the branch manager. <laughs> I do. You know some crazy shit though. I did see this dude making mad guap at McDonald's. He's like, not. He's like right below the owner, who works there also. But he's like, like the, the owner works in there. Yeah, the owner works in in like not really though. The main this dude is really running the show, but the right. owner has a position in there also, and he's like right under the owner. And um, that dude is making money so much that he went and bought his own McDonald's, and still kept this job. Like he he just re- reinvested the money, but he's like, I, it was like a sixty minute story, and homeboy is just at it though. And I think he, that was like one of the only jobs he's ever had. But he just climbed the ranks, and then the dude that owned the store ended up eventually buying the store. Was like, yo, this this dude knows the business. He knows the insides and outs. And then he just woke up one day and was like, yo, I could do this myself. I could go own one. I think he owns like one of the um, you know, the joints that be on the the highway. They be like selling the shit at a premium too. Yeah, so yeah. more expensive because of the because of the convenience or whatever. So yeah, I think he owns one of those. That's dope. Hell yeah, reinvest that McDonald's money, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, granted, that ain't no common occurrence though. It no, is. no, it's not Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> that's not Calvin. But yeah. uh, no, nah, but that's why it was a sixty minute story because he's an outlier. You know what I mean? And shit. By far. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to get the stats of how many how many ex McDonald's employees are now. Owners, you know what I'm saying, Owners, or even top ranking within the story, you know what I mean? Like, nah, I don't think I think the turnover is so high because it's McDonald's, everybody's first job, you know what I mean? Yeah, you worked at Mickey D's at some point, right? Yeah, man, I worked at Mickey D's. Who knows if I stayed had stayed there? I worked there when I was 18. If I stayed there, who knows? I could have been assistant <laughs> assistant night manager <laughs> right now. <laughs> could have worked my way up, man. One day on the fries, you never know. <laughs> One day at a time, man. First is fries, then it's apple pies. <laughs> man, shit is crazy out here, bro. Uh, sh- What's going on? Oh, it's a snow day out here. Wait, it's snow. It didn't snow by you, did it? Nah, it was. It's a mix of rain and snow, so nothing stuck. But um, I did break an umbrella, and I, I love to roast people who I see breaking umbrellas. I'm like, yo, man, you gotta pay more for your umbrella. Step your umbrella game up. But, um, <laughs> Wait, it's good wind, out here. The, the wind caught it, or just too much precipitation? Well, how, how nah, the, yeah, the wind caught it. I, I always try to, because I knew it was a flimsy umbrella. I don't know why I took it, but 
I, I always try to catch it the angle, you know, so the wind doesn't cat, get up under it. But then the wind did a, a stutter step in and out crossover and just hit my umbrella <laughs> and just snapped my shit. I said, damn, man, somebody's probably out there roasting me right now. <laughs> yeah, man. How, how, how's it looking up by you? How's the town of Schenectady holding it down? Today is shitty, but but that that story you just said made me think of uh, last week. Um, I made it through the entire what is it March now? Almost the entire winter without busting my ass on some ice. And damn sure, like I think a week, like a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, <laughs> it caught up with me. Um, and my daughter was walking. I had two dogs or whatever, and, and the the fat one he old, so he didn't want to come out. He just uh he want to come down the stairs. So the little one and um, me and my daughter were just walking, but she's my daughter's three. So we're turning the corner, and um, I seen, like, some. she almost stepped in some shit. And it wasn't my dog shit. It was, like, somebody else's dog shit, but it was, like, close to the sidewalk. So I'm like, let me move this shit before I end up stepping in and not even realize and come back. So I'm picking this shit up. Actually, I'm honestly just pushing it to the side, and I look up, <laughs> and my dog, my dog is, like, bugging. So I'm like, all right, let me see what's going on. So I'm around the corner that I can't see that's making my dog bug. And there's always this one dog that they, they be for all dogs. They think, I got two little dogs. They think they're the biggest dogs on the block. But there's one dog they hate. And I don't even think it's the dog, because I think it's the owner, because they hated his last dog. The last dog passed away. He got a new dog, and now they got beef with the new one. But um, that dog be popping shit too. So this dog is bigger than my dog. So I'm like, yo, the, all I look up and see is my dog get loose. My daughter is like holding a leash, and she just can't hold on no more. And the dog is, my dog took off. And I'm like, yo, this dog about to fuck my dog up, bro. Because <laughs> he, be, he be popping shit. Like, his his owner be be, be looking tight because he be really having to uh, wrestle with the dog and take him home. And I'm like, yo, this is it. And I don't really – I got two dogs, like I said. I got an attachment with the, the older one a little bit more than the little one. But um, so when I, – I, but in those moments, you see how much you love him, really. Because I'm like, damn, I can't go out like that. <laughs> I can't just look at my dog get fucking flung around. But real talk, my dog ran up on that dog, and that dog turned straight bitch. Like, that yeah. dog just <laughs> – he ain't giant. He ain't want no uh, – he ain't want no smoke. But I didn't so, notice that at the time. I'm thinking yeah. he just, like, he revving up. He like, yo, you got two seconds, grab your dog. I'm about to bite his head off, da-da-da. But he really was, was shook or whatever. But I'm running full speed, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm trying to grab the leash real quick. And all I know is, boop, caught <laughs> some ice, busting my ass. Wipe out. It's messed up, man. <laughs> In front of, like, two dogs, another owner. I'm like, damn, whoever's down the street laughing at me. Any girls is around? <laughs> Nah, my, you know my block. My block would be like quiet. There's nobody around half the time anyway. But you know, everybody looking out their windows. Everybody nosy. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe maybe a female did see me. But nah, that shit was. Just, I was like, damn, almost survived yeah, the winter. But but the worst part was my daughter see me. So she she was like <laughs> bringing it up all day. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> why do I have to have right? you as a daddy? <laughs> nah. <laughs> she was asking me if I was all right. Asking me if my hands hurt. I was like, damn. <laughs> She's she not old enough to realize that it hurts even more when people ask you if you're all right after the fact <laughs> and to do it all day. But that's what's Word up, up, though, man. They say they say that the girls care more for, for their daddies more than the sons, so you think you made out good in that respect. Word up, man. I care for but But to answer your question, today is shitty out here with the snow day, and the town is, is connected. They just don't plow the roads. Like, they knew the shit was coming. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. This shit it wasn't no, we ain't just wake up, expect sun, and the fucking snow, snow was on the ground. They knew the shit was coming. They don't plow the roads, or they just plow certain streets, you know what I mean? So, um, I was trapped. I tried to move my car this morning. I was like, fuck it, I got it. I, I should have did it last night. I seen the snow starting to come down. I'm like, let me yo, go move my shit, because I, I park on a hill, and that hill could be a bitch to get up when it gets icy and snowy or whatever. So, I'm like, um, let me move my shit. And I'm just looking out at last night, snow coming down mad quick. I'm like, yo, it's too late. It's already fucked up. <laughs> Whatever snow's going to come, it's going to come. So, I was like, I'll do it in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck, I was tired. And then, um... Went out this morning, I'm walking through the shit. I'm like, I got it. And then my neighbor got like an SUV. So I see the tracks of them getting out. And I was like, all right, they, they made it out. Shit. <laughs> so I'm plowing through. The, and then the first thing I noticed was, let me clean off my car. And the first swipe I did, all the snow came down. Like, it was like an act of God or something like that. Literally <laughs> one swipe and the whole shit came down like a wall. And I'm like... Nah, that's not that's not what the shit usually do. And I'm like, yo, this shit, you know, like snow. This shit was like packed in, bro. Like, I couldn't even explain. Like instant snowball. You know, like how you make a snowball, you got packed the shit a little bit more. No, yeah. I'm talking about this shit just came down so heavy and was packed in. This shit was, it was like a wall, pretty much. So I, I I cleaned my car up relatively easy. And I'm like, bet, let me move the V. Nah, 
<laughs> it was like, it was like a, wasn't happening, like a wall and shit like that. And then, so I'm like, all right, my landlord usually comes around and like plows the uh, the little driveway area off the hill or whatever um, that I'm parked in. So he did eventually, right before we started this podcast, I'm looking out and he, he did show up. So I'm going to try to make it out and uh, make it to the supermarket after we done with this or whatever. But uh, even he was struggling. I looked out and I seen his shit like, you know, somebody got the confidence, like they got that, they got that V that's going to do it. Yeah. He's like, this, yeah, this Toyota Tundra, <laughs> this shit about to make it through, and this shit was like, nah, this, this that, this that real snow. You might need that dually, son. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know if I could do it in a snowy climate. I don't know if I could move to to Rochester, or Buffalo, or Pittsburgh, or some shit like that. I'm it's getting real old. I ain't gonna front. You don't like walking your dog in this weather. It's you. I don't even want to go to work tomorrow, and I had to pass three days off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already thinking of calling out tomorrow. Like, I don't want to deal with this shit, bro. And the road, like I said, the roads, if they clean the roads relatively timely, matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be cool, but nah, they'd be disrespecting this part of it, huh? So, Man. I'll see. Yeah, hopefully, my shit can get up the hill. If not, I got to take an Uber to the store after this. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said, take an Uber to the store. It's rough <laughs> out there, man. Take an Uber to go get some Dutches or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, let's get right into the show. Let's get. Do it like we usually do around this time and uh, start with Have You Heard, the segment that's sweeping the nation. Click or find something in the news, might read something, might hear something, and I'll bring it to the team and ask y'all, Have Y'all Heard? So let's yeah. start right off, right off the bat. Have you heard uh, that the Golden State Warriors did not visit the White House this week when they went to Washington? Instead, they uh, took a few kids from Kevin Durant's hometown to Smithsonian Museum or one of, one of the Smithsonian Museums. Uh, of African American history, I believe. You have you heard that? I heard a little something about that. That um, I'm glad they did that. Man. So so what happened? They brought they came into D.C. and usually they're supposed to go to the White House, right? Or well, that's the tradition. If invited, yeah. If inv- um, well, I mean, it's a standing invite usually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a un- very very unusual era in our in our history. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I heard a little bit something about, something about that. They took the kids. I think it was a, one of the schools or, uh, like, in the same school district that Kevin Durant went when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Not too far from where he went. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah, that's dope, man. They went to the National Museum of African American History and Culture. That's Which dope. I heard it's a pretty, a pretty dope museum. I heard oh, yeah. Hard, hard to get into, man. It's hard to get tickets. It's a crazy waiting list. So Is it really? I, oh, damn. I yeah, so actually... Funny, funny story, you know how me and my wife do calendar invites, so she assigned me next Wednesday to um, to go online and go to the ticket joint and start trying try to buy tickets for June so we could try to go there. So it's crazy like that. So you got to, I think it's like the first Wednesday of each month or something like that. Oh, damn. It's yeah, like so, month. and you got to, you pretty much got to sign in and hit refresh like they do Jordan's. <laughs> so Wednesday morning, that's how that's gonna be me. I have to wake up. That's ironic. They got the museum. <laughs> African American <laughs> history works the same way as Jordan. Word, man. Got a long ass waiting list. Black people can't even go. <laughs> you get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I got stand online, hold this ticket. Yeah, so so yeah. So we trying to get get in there June, so hopefully fingers crossed. So Golden State Warriors cut the line? Probably. Come on, it's the Golden State Warriors, of course. <laughs> of course, like sometimes I listen to other podcasts. You hear people, some famous people, done been to the museum like three times. Hell yeah, Golden State Warriors are gonna <laughs> cut the line. Yeah, because they, and they have parties there too. They have events there, if I'm not mistaken. Also, right? Yeah, they they must. It's yeah. like Hamilton. You be you yeah, seen exactly. these these interviews like yeah, Hamilton was so dope. I seen it a second time. But yet I gotta I gotta pay for like four hundred dollars for for garbage seats. Some old back of the balcony seats just to see that joint in August. So, and Lynn Man- Manuel Miranda's not even in that joint. <laughs> they got, they got the, it's the crazy. They got thing. the backups doing the shit now. Yeah, they got the backups. So, the, or like the new, the new wave of the actors doing this version of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I never was into that though. But I hear Hamilton is good. I just never was into because stuff like that. That's because they you know, it builds a demand and they build the price up. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't blame them for. It should. Oh, when you said stuff like that, I thought you meant Broadway. I was like, all right, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 historically, I haven't been into that, but I'm not anti. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go watch Lion King or some shit like that with my kid. I don't, um, I don't like all that culture shit. Nigga. I, do, <laughs> I ain't trying to go to no museums. I'll fuck with the opera. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, no, nah, I just hate when it's that one thing. It's like, yo, Hamilton, you gotta go see it. Like, even I, I still haven't seen Black Panther. I was supposed to go yesterday. Wow, man. I still have. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap I for a your card. I bought a T-shirt. I bought a Black Panther T-shirt. So I stop it. it to the <laughs> they, they, that probably don't even go to the making of Black Panther or Disney or nothing like that. That doesn't contribute nothing to that that um, science center that they're gonna build in Harlem and some other part of the country. It should do say Haynes on the tag. So. Yeah, nigga, that shit. Somebody that's straight up screen printing. It's like the Whitney Houston uh, Broadman t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> they got the black patter. <laughs> the black pather. They got the real Whitney Hutton shit. You seen, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the CW, but they got a, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, they got a show called Black Lightning, I want to say. And it came out like really like uh, maybe a month or two before Black Panther hit theaters. And I'm like, because, uh, CW is the one is a Warner Brothers station, and Warner mm. Brothers I think owns the right to all the DC stuff. Right. So I'm like, yo, why why they make up a black character <laughs> just to compete with <laughs> the Black Panther demand? That's funny because I I don't I'm not a comic book buff. Like I know the main ones, you know, yeah. the, like X Men, Spider Man, uh, and then for DC I know Batman. So I wouldn't know if Black Lightning's a real one because Pan Black Panther. I'm like they making shit up now, but not to not knowing that. It's some real shit that's been out for like decades. Oh, you never heard of Black Panther when you was like a kid or nothing? Nah, never ever. Cause I didn't. Cause think about the. Cause since if you're not into comic books like that, like if you don't buy the comic books, yeah. Then where do you get your superhero stuff from? You got it from X Men the cartoon. What you got um, or if your one of your friends happen to bring in a comic book and want to get robbed, they you look at that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you Everybody know when you pass that shit around, <laughs> you start passing it around. People start fucking it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought Black Panther was like made up or something of, of recent history, but I didn't realize that it was like a you know it was an established hero. Yeah, no, I I used to go to like the comic book shops, so like I'm more of a comic book head than a than a movie like a a, a superhero movie head. But like, um, cause when I was a kid, I used to actually be in the stores, so I seen I probably I never read the comic or nothing like that, but I seen the posters. Yeah, you used to head into Bulletproof over there on on Flatbush. Bulletproof, hell yeah! <laughs> I went, when I went there for basketball cards, but hell yeah, I definitely yeah. was up in there, bro. Nah, and um, my sister was in the comic books heavy, but she was like was like Archie comics or some shit like that, and I think it was just I right, well, we was going to the store to get her comics, so let me get some superhero shit anyway. Okay, yeah, so you had that entry point. Like my brother, my old my older brother, he's ten years older than me. He used to fuck with like graphic novels and stuff, but he had the mainstream like the extra mainstream joints like. Spider Man, Spider um, Spider Man, and the Uncanny X Men shit like that. But I was I was shopping for the the new the new iteration of Black Panther. Tanahasi Coates is is writing up the plots for that one. But um, that was like a wait list or like it was out of stock, so you have to pre order. And yeah, then I was like, and then it was like uh something like twelve dollars on Amazon. I'm like, damn, twelve dollars <laughs> for a comic book. <laughs> for a comic book, I'm like, damn. He's like, and I paid to see the movie. <laughs> Word. So I'm like, I gotta think about this one. You know what? But the feeling that you had about Black Panther, like, yo, they make it up shit now. That's that's how I felt about what's what's the Netflix shit, Luke Luke Cage, right? Right. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember no Luke Cage. <laughs> I don't remember that from my adolescence days in the comic book store. So was Luke Cage think, a real character? I think he's like the modern wave. I think that Jessica Jones and all of those stuff. That was like after I already got out of the comic book. Oh, you know so maybe like in the last 15, genre. 20 years? Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think they like just, just made him up. I think they got like a little history, but I think, yeah, it was way after I was out of comic books. Yeah, it's like The Walking Dead. I thought it was like a straight up original series. It's like a, a deep comic book culture behind The Walking Dead, even before the TV show came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much that like the TV show surpassed it. Like they was trying to follow the storyline a little bit. And they was like, yo, we got to go our own direction. Yeah, kind of like yeah, like Game of Thrones. Like they stay blogs about yeah, this is what this is how they doing the drink with the book. But then after a while, not even the book readers gave a fuck about what's going on in the book. They just wanted to see the TV show on HBO. Yeah. Plus, if you follow everything from the book, it's predictable. You can have all these niggas hopping online. Yo, such and such is about to you know what I'm saying. So you got to kind of like make a left turn somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Also, have you heard? Go on. Kylie Jenner Go on. broke Snapchat. But I know you have heard this. I know the answer, right? You have heard this. Because you definitely put me in my place. It was like, false. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did not break Snapchat. <laughs> Look no further, But to answer the buddy. question, ha- have, you, have you heard about the Kylie Jenner Snapchat fiasco? 
Well, yeah, I, it's funny because I put you in the plate in your place. I didn't put you in your place. I was just I just found like another headline joint to it. Honestly, you know, I do it like everybody else does. I read the headlines. I don't read the article. So, <laughs> so put me onto that Kylie Jenner joint because I, I want to hear a little bit more about it. Well, what it was, it was the New York Post, which I should have known. Fake news. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm reading this. And I read that shit at lunch because that's what they have in my job sometimes. And I'm like, oh, Kylie Jenner broke Snapchat. Like, let me pull up the tweet that she put out. Um, She put out a tweet one day. I guess Snapchat. I, know, I don't bang with Snapchat, so y'all can correct me if I'm wrong about this. But um, I guess Snapchat redesigned things a little bit, which which all the apps do. Every yeah. couple months or so, every couple years or so, switch things up a little bit. And... um. It must have been Kylie's first time since the pregnancy. <laughs> and she uh she hopped back on that bitch and she was not feeling it. She wrote, she tweeted, So, does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore? Or is it just me? Dot dot dot. Uh, this is so sad. And that was on February twenty first of uh this year. Um, so what the New York uh post was reporting was that that caused stock to drop for Snapchat. That uh, almost billions of dollars in 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 stock worth actually went out, went down uh, because of that one tweet, which you sent me an article saying, "Nah, that's not true." Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that stock was actually falling way before the tweet, and um, she sent that out on the twenty first, like I said, and between the twenty first and I think the twenty third, uh, usage on the Android's uh platform ha- actually went up within that amount of time, which is you know what I mean, obviously. A, slice of the pie but it, it didn't show a decline you know what i mean yeah it basically the 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 android stats they use it as almost like a reflection of the total market yeah okay um also i, th- I believe it was city um uh, converted the stock from uh to sell status once the redesign had already hit um so they kind of was over it i guess the same way kylie was um and they decided to lower the stock because of that before she sent that tweet out, so right? It's just like, oh, um, but but when I read the tweet, it was like, yo, it, it really had me fooled. Like, yo, are these are these Kardashian slash Jenners really that powerful? Like, it it, it made me nervous. Yes, yes they are. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That article I sent you with the stock market shit. Everybody, like, it, actually, there was a bunch of articles and and commentators talking about it when the um the Dow Jones Dow Jones Industrial Average like was plummeting. Early, early in January and mid, mid January or February, whatever, and basically everyone's just making a best guess on why all these stock prices is dropping. Mm-hmm. And to New York Post credit, like they're not the only ones who thought it. CNN thought it. A bunch of other people thought it. That Kylie Jenner's comments caused that, and it's just a best guess. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't report on nothing and be like, yeah, I don't really know. No one really knows why X Y Z happened. It just happened. You need yeah. something to say. So they said, well, her joint broke it. But if you look even before Kylie Jenner said that, Chrissy Teigen was like, how many people have to hate an update for it to be reconsidered? So did, Chris, <laughs> did Chrissy Teigen break Snapchat? Maybe. Maybe. She got that Kylie Jenner pull. But yeah, she, she definitely, little, yeah, she don't <laughs> got that. <laughs> she got a little influence out there. You know what I mean? Lip, the lip sync crowd. Yeah, well, her cookbook is, is, is changed the entire the entire cooking game for for everybody from age like twenty two to thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, her cookbook is big. But th- with the influencers, like, I just feel like, all right, you can't give them that much power. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kylie Jenner's an influencer. Like, I remember seeing a um, rap genius article about how like songs that she mentioned uh, all charted. You know what I mean? Just had that she mentioned in passing on Twitter or Snapchat or something like that or played in the background. Yeah. All those songs actually blew up after those posts went out. Um, you know, which is cool. But then it's like, all right, well, you can't give them too much power. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they can't determine what's cool and what's corny for you. They can put you on to stuff, introduce you to stuff. But I can't, it can't be like, oh, well, Kylie's not banging on Snapchat. I'm, and I, I don't think that's how it works either. Like, I, 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 she, like, I don't think she's an influencer for me or you, like, in our crowd. So we weren't really on Snapchat. I'm not really on Snapchat anyway. I, I assume you're not either. I never really got into it. But her tweet's not going to determine if I get on or get on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the crowd that she affects like that. But there are a group of people, and I'm hoping that group of people are looking t- to her to make those type of decisions about what's popping in their life and what's lit and what's not. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the truth is that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like... When you think about the world of influencers, that's they earn that name. 
you dig? Like she's she's a her and Kim Kardashian and, and like some of them um like Instagram comedians and stuff like that. They're like the big examples of of influencer. But there's smaller people with like they may not have a million followers, maybe they got, you know, eighty thousand. They influencers too, and some of them's making money off of it. For mm. because people look to them to be like, Oh shit, that's popping. Or even like have opinions on like news stories and stuff like that. They look to these people for what they're gonna say or well, how they feel about it, you know what I mean? And yeah, does that saying like the the purpose of content, especially online content, it should have like something like three purposes: is to inform, entertain, and then I can't remember the third one. Uh, damn! Now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> got to get back engagement, into the school book. Engagement, right? engagement. Like yeah. engagement. Oh, I don't know if it's engagement, but um, for intents and purposes of this conversation. Yeah, let's say it's engagement. <laughs> Go with engagement. Yeah. Um. No, nah, I know what you're saying though. Inspire, um, inform, educate, inspire. No. Okay. Inform. No, that's, that's, Man, that's fuck it. You know. <laughs> dip, dodge, duck, dip, <laughs> die. <laughs> you talking about some lean on me Joe Clark shit right now. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> the motto in the background. Fair but yeah, I mean, they they do all that shit really well. They got the uh, cooking, cooking um, influences. They got, you know, lifestyle people, show you how to dress and everything. When I first, when I first got a corporate job, I never really worn suits like that. Like I'll wear it if I have to, like to an interview. But I borrowed my father's suit because we got similar dimensions, and um, so I'll just be on all the blogs, just looking at how those dudes is dressing. I'm like, yo, wow, that's a good idea. I kind of like that shit. That's what I like about the time that we live in right now. Like it's it's pretty dope because um, you can always look something up and teach it to yourself or, or, or get into something. You know, what I mean, get into a culture, and it, I mean, it definitely could steer you the wrong direction. Also, if you're not careful. Um, you know what I mean? I'm checking the background and stuff, but it's it's incredible. Like you want to learn how to build something in your crib, you Pinterest it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to learn how to dress a certain type of way in your situation. Anything. Uh, I was reading an article the other day talking about how to read more books, and literally the the the, the secret of how he read more books was he put he dedicated time to reading more books. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the main the main thing of what he was saying. Like he just read books when he could, but it's shit like that though. Some people just need that advice. Some people just need someone to tell you, you know what I mean? Keep it simple, stupid. Like, this is what it is. Yeah. I mean, most people need need that. You know what I'm saying? That's why when you look at every successful person, one of the com- the common threads, one may be education, whether it's in a school or whether you educate yourself. Another big one, probably bigger than that, is mentorship. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. to look up to, to be to... to Lay it out to you how, the, the template of how you may want to do it or inspire you a little bit. That's the dope business model, too, is once you got success for something, now you can make money mentoring people. That's get a check for that shit. Exactly. And now with the internet, you could get mentors that you ne- you've you never met in your life or they've never met you. Yeah, man, it's good times, good times, man. But also, speaking of the times, it's crazy how, how uh, fast time has passed because have you heard that former NFL player Ray Carruth? is actually scheduled to get released from prison uh, October of this year. Free Caruth, finally, man. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa. Nah, fuck <laughs> 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 no, around, fuck around. I'm not wearing that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Free Ray. <laughs> Free Ray. <laughs> nah. nah uh, um, no, uh, welcome to everybody at the audience out there who's not familiar with Ray Caruth. Um, he's a former Carolina Panther uh, who actually went to jail 17 years ago for conspiracy to murder his his then girlfriend at the time uh who was pregnant with his child um he he, he i guess he doesn't consider her a girlfriend he's like they, they kind of just were messing around he didn't I, I don't know his justification for it i'm assuming he didn't want to have to pay her money or child support over a certain amount of time um so he's paid two gentlemen to actually do a drive-by shooting on her, which was successful. They killed uh, her, but they did not successfully kill the child. The child survived and actually um, is 17 years old now and suffers from cerebral palsy. Due to the injuries from the shooting. From the, gu- from the shooting, correct. Yeah. Um, um, he's in the custody of his grandmother. And up until yesterday, actually, this is breaking news yesterday, but up until yesterday, Ray Carruth has expressed that he wanted to try to get custody of his child when he got out of prison in October. Wow. Um. Yeah, to which the grandmother was like, "Nah, that's not happening." And, yeah. and I didn't, I don't see any other anybody else disagreeing with the grandmother's sentiments. Um, but I guess he kind of was felt like it. It's a twenty four hour job for the grandmother, and if anyone should have to have 
that quote-unquote burden. I don't even like to use that word, but he, he felt it should have been him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yesterday he actually just said that he will not pursue a custody battle, and that um, his his previous thoughts of reconciliation were probably a little bit far fetched. Um, however, he does still want to be involved in his son's life. Yeah, I mean, even though it shouldn't be a be a surprise, I feel like I'm always surprised by how weird murderers are. Like OJ writing a book, like "What If I Did It," or Ray Carruth one wanting now to get custody of a son that he went as far as killing a person to try to not have this son. Like it's insane. I feel like he does. He's doing that to like forgive him of his own. Kind of like this is my cross to bear, mm-hmm. kinda. And I guess he felt like it's kind of like his his penance, so to speak. He, he could he could. I don't know. It, it seemed like it was something more so for Ray's benefit more than the son's benefit. If that makes sense. Let me ask you. You do you think there's anything that Ray Caruth can do to be forgiven, or that, that he could redeem himself, or whatever? Um. In his son's eyes, or, or to, to I don't society? Know. I guess the society, maybe in your eyes, like, is there like, some, when you kill a person, like you ruin it, like you're shaking up an entire yeah. world. You know what I'm saying? Her family, everyone who depended on her, her, of course. This is the thing, right? And this is crazy with murder. Anything, any crime you commit, like you, domestic violence, uh, anything, whatever you've done. It's kind of like you're not the same person in your 20s that you are in your 30s, that you are in your 40s. So I'm not going to say that you should shouldn't have known better. You were a grown adult. You probably should have known better. But now you have the right, the 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 advantage of hindsight in a situation. Mm-hmm. So you're in a better place to to want to forgive those wrongs and forgive that. And I don't think that necessarily we should just crucify everybody for every mistake that they made in their lives. His is unique, though, you know what I'm saying? Because his was like, dog, you, you, come on. like you had money, you know what I'm saying? You, it's not like you were like some dude that was going to be struggling if he had to pay child support. You had money, you had means, you had talent. You were the 1% of people in the world making money to play a sport, you know what I'm saying? And it, you were in a bum. People knew you. Your name was known. You had value to your name. So... It was kind of like just selfish and and definitely the most selfish of ways to kind of uh, act out that, that, that feeling of not wanting to be trapped. Um, but he's still alive. He's still here. There's still stuff that he, positive stuff that he can do to life. So um, I don't think the door should be closed on him and his son having a relationship. It's not my decision to make, but I don't think the door should be closed. Um, yeah. It's just unfortunate that you know what I mean that it, it went out like that. I think what pissed me off more than that though, not even to change subjects, but like how you gonna sentence somebody to seventeen years one for that for for conspiracy conspiracy to kill someone seventeen years too. But if you really think of that number, whatever his motives were for killing her, and I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna assume is he didn't want to pay her child support for a minimum of if eighteen years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How you gonna sentence him to seventeen years in jail? You know what I mean? Like it kind of is. I don't know. I felt like that's just ironic of a sentence that you're going to give him the, the, the amount of time that he would have been paying child support or whatever um, for that amount of time of the sentence. And now he just comes out like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Not, not that he just comes out and, like, you know, should have, should have sweet for him, but it's just like he returns back to his life, so to speak. It's not the same life he left, but it's a life that he is allowed to build, you know what I mean? And that part is kind of like Shorty don't come back, oh, the son – you know what I'm saying? He he was cheated from the life that he would have had. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was cheated from having a mom. It was like... So, it, it just kind of seems like that the, that whole sentence... And, and that, granted, he didn't pull the trigger. The guy who pulled the trigger uh, got 50 years. And I think the dude that was the driver got sentenced to, like, 20 years. But it's still, like... You know what I mean? Like, damn, dog. You're saying that the 17 years is almost like this tragic kind of poetry type story kind of thing where... Poetic like justice, 17. yeah. Yeah, poetic like, justice. He would have had 18, 18 years of child support, you know what I'm saying? But they gave him 17 years in a maximum security prison, you know what I mean? Gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, but it's not poetic justice. It's like it's, it's, it's kind of like a slap in the face. And then considering the numbers that they were giving nonviolent drug offenders, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to, give some, to, to give this dude 17 and a driver 20 for literally con- conspiring a drive-by assassination of somebody that wasn't a threat to any of them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is is I think that's just ridiculous. 
Oh, are you mean like he should have got more at least like what twenty yeah, five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah, it's funny because in in the book we were talking about it earlier, eight year, uh, we were eight years in power. He in one of the um, essays he has in there, he's talking about criminal justice reform, or we should reform criminal justice, and that the, the justice system is very hard on black people. So he mentioned this dude who's convicted in, of murder. Or he actually murdered somebody, and the dude got you know, let's say twenty five to life. But then after twenty five years, every time he went for parole, they're just saying no. And I think this is like in the state of Maryland. And in Maryland, they they have it so that like every, they had it like every petition for parole would go through the governor's office, and any murder, the governor would automatically deny the parole. Okay. So he's making the argument that you're not allowing these guys to atone or to re-enter society. But I'm I was just like, man, you're using a horrible instrument to prove your point to murderers. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all the drug shit, like putting people away for giving them life sentences for drugs, nonviolent life sentences for drugs or hitting them with 25 years for possession and shit like that. Uh, that was enough of an argument, but the murder and shit, it, it's very fraught and very, just the whole topic of, of forgiving a murderer. I'm not totally past it, like forgiving a murderer, but like, you can't talk about it as if it's just, a, it's, it's a simple topic, you know what I'm saying? And also every murder is not the same, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it, the, the thing that pisses me off when people talk about domestic violence is every person who commits domestic violence isn't the same. As as disgusting as a crime as rape is, every rapist isn't the same. You know what I'm saying? You have statutory rape, you have, you know what I mean, first degree rapes, things like that. So it's just like, to there are people who murder people in the heat of a moment. You know what I'm saying? There are people who murder people in retaliation to something done to their family. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, I, I see why it, it's... He's if he's just saying no for every murder across the board without looking at the situation, yeah, that's that, that that is terrible. But it's also hard for us to humanize someone once we put a label on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Once you put that murderer label on them, it's hard. It's like oh, it's cold blooded murder. It's, it's Hannibal Lecter right in front of you. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's like, uh, and that's dangerous too, man. That's that's like real dangerous shit that you see that goes on. Um, I I feel like you see it a lot with the um, the domestic violence, and it it even brings us to like the next story that 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 we got um going on. But we'll, we'll even start a few weeks ago, um in the White House, uh with 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 Rob Porter, you know what I mean? Um, this dude, and reading the story, you know what I mean? I don't know Rob Porter from a hole in a row, but he seems like a pretty bad dude in terms of his the his, the way he handles domestic violence situations. Um, he's had uh, you know what I mean like there's 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 people who've made mistakes. I guess Ray Rice comes to mind, and right. we don't know everything that's Ray Rice done in his past. But if we're gonna take from what Ray Rice and his wife is telling us, their face value, that was a one time thing. So Ray Rice reacted to something, and I'm sure that there's millions of people in this country who have reacted that same way and and regretted it seconds after. You know what I mean? And, um, years after, and then you have people that. Numerously do it over and over and over again to different people or the same person, and you know what I mean that's a whole different genre. I think Rob Porter fell in the second category where you know what I mean this was numerous girls, numerous situations with these different um, girlfriends of his. Serial um, behavior, like he he has a pattern. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, but I think the ironic thing about it was how quick that people in the White House, staff in the White House, were to jump to his defense and say, uh, "Well, no, it's this." This can't be true. He's such a stand-up guy. He's the epitome of uh, how you handle yourself in, in the business atmosphere. You know what I mean? Um, exactly what you'd want for in, in an employee and a coworker and, and this, that, and the third. Well, particularly and, the the chief of staff, John Kelly, and chief of staff is like the, aside from the president, is like the top dog in the White House. Okay. Yeah, he 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 uh he caped up hard for Rob Porter, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's a good dude. Blah blah blah. blah. And then the picture of the um, one of Rob Porter's wives with the black eye came the out. Black he, eye, yeah. He was like, it's like uh, once the black eye picture came out, everybody changed their, their tone. Yeah, but he was slow to change his tone. He was like, uh, 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 I don't know. And then finally, like after mad pressure and mad time, they finally like, said, if y'all, if y'all gonna keep asking me, I right, yeah, nigga did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. He was. Yeah. He, Damn it, Gina, I will marry you. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. I was like, yo, he's like, are you happy now? <laughs> and the, the media was like, 
<laughs> you know, you, you're an ass, and then fucking charged out, left him in an empty apartment. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, but it, but they, yeah, they caped up for him. Trump caped up for him, um, and even went as far as his, to, to uh, his girlfriend, who's the communications director, wrote the press the press release that pretty much defended him. That's whole picks, right? That's whole picks. Yeah. Um, who actually stepped down, resigned from a position yesterday, but um, on the tenth of February, Trump came out via Twitter saying that people's lives are being shattered and destroyed by a mere allegation. Some are true and some are false. Some are old and some are new. There's no recovery for someone falsely accused. Life and career are gone. Is there no such thing any longer as due process? Um, and then three day, four, four days later, on the 14th, uh, he came out and said, I'm totally opposed to domestic violence of any kind. Everyone knows that and it almost wouldn't have even had to be said. Um, so I was like, like I said, everyone's, everyone's tone changed up real quick, but even Trump at first was kind of on some like, all right, yeah, we see, we see what's going on. We hear the allegations, but maybe we need to look into these curls. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe we need to look into where this is coming from and da da da. And, uh, he changed that up real quick. Like you said, the public pressure though got to him. It's funny though, when you, when you listen to the tweet, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. when you read the, the first one saying that, you know, a lot of people's lives are being ruined. If we look back 10 years from now and do one of those quizzes where you give a quote and give, like, who said this? Was it Donald Trump, some, you know, some Harvard lawyer or, like, Gandhi? Like, I don't know. Just let's say <laughs> no one would pick Donald Trump because it's a very, it's factually true, mm-hmm. his tweet. You know what I'm saying? But now that his name is attached to it, it's, he's just a poor messenger for anything that, that's associated with how you treat women. Exactly. Or, or, yeah, people aren't going to want to listen to it because he's the messenger. The same way people wouldn't want to hear that uh, argument Ta-Nehisi uh, quotes made because it involves murderers, you know what I mean? If right. Maybe some, someone in their family was a victim of a murder or something like that. They're like, oh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to, like, hear what you're, what you're trying to say because they're not human to me. They're, they're whatever. Same thing, like, domestic violence, people feel like that, you know what I mean? There's people who, to this day, don't want to hear anything that Floyd Mayweather has to say on any subject because of his domestic history past. Um... The accusation alone holds that much. Exactly, yeah. That much um, weight. And even a kind of resentment that he's successful afterwards. You know what I'm saying? People seeing that, they kind of like give him reason not to like him. Um, you see it a lot too with uh, the Me Too stuff on top of domestic violence. We see it with the Me Too stuff, like. I, and I hate to call it the Me Too stuff because then it sounds like it's, like, you know what I mean? Like it's a movement used to take men down. So no, it's it's not. It's a movement of, of people that were victimized. Um, but in in even these allegations, you've seen men have to step down from their positions while things are still being investigated and never returning to those positions. You know what I mean? Like you said, Donald Trump, and what that's what Donald Trump was alluding to in his quote. And even Donald Trump is a little selfish with it because he's being accused of some stuff along those lines of being. Um, Sexual, uh, a sexual deviant, I guess, or mischievous, uh, with with women like that. So he he's kind of self serving with that statement, but it is a true statement that people are being taken down, um, whether it's true or false, you don't even know. But then, I guess on the other end of the spectrum, um, actually not even the other end, it's kind of similar similar end of the spectrum. You got what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks right now, um, and they've come out and it's not even really right now it's uh it's a, it's a report that came out recently but the the president who's had not with the company anymore he actually had left before this allegation had uh came forward um but he was a person there for over a decade his name was uh terdema useri um gentleman that worked there as the president he was a serial sexual harasser uh <laughs> just a wild dude uh would let me see i'm pulling up some of the allegations here uh one of the things he's accused of is touching women like during meetings. He'd put the, his hand on their thigh mm-hmm. and would just start rubbing, uh, rubbing their legs. Um, one of them, or what? Actually, one woman shared that when she had first got the job with the Mavericks and shared it to like a uh, a group of women that she knew. One of the first things she told they told her was, uh, "Watch out for the president, and and you know, don't be alone in the elevator with him." Uh, it, it, it's it's some crazy stuff he has going on here. One employee reported that he asked her if she was going to get gangbanged that weekend. Um, when she responded that no, she's not. He was he he insisted yes, you are. 
Definitely Wait, there was an face. employee mm-hmm. talking to a woman, and then he was like in the area. So, no, no, he started the conversation. Gotcha, with gotcha, the, gotcha. With the female employee, he walked over to her, um, and uh, they were saying that this wasn't like a private meeting. Like ESPN was in their facility, like you know, they, like they couldn't hear them, but they were around close enough. You know what I mean? But he, you know, he just didn't care. That's just how we, uh, how we got down. When you think, think about the up. attitude and the psychology of dudes in power who, who take advantage of their power for to be sexually devious. Mm-hmm. I think Donald Trump gave you like a, in the, the, um, the access Hollywood joint where he had, he was on the hot mic, pussy gate, all that stuff. Yeah. Like you kind of get like a look into the psychology of what dudes is thinking and everything you're describing is like consistent, consistent with that line of thinking. Like, yo, I'm the CEO. I could ask wacky questions like that. Exactly. Yeah. And then I know, that because he's been he was in trouble before he made those kind of statements. He had been in trouble with the Dallas Mavericks, um, before. But I, I guess you would quote unquote say he beat that case. He kind of you know what I mean he didn't lose his job. He didn't get demoted. He, he, you know what I'm saying he kept the same amount of power. And in fact, he grew in power. He climbed through the company after his first allegation. Yeah. Um, when when a local Dallas newspaper asked him about his first allegation, he was like, "That's something I'm not going to comment on right now." But we're but you know the, he said the cookie cutter response. We're moving forward as a, as an organization towards growth and blah blah blah. So it's just like they know they know the script, they know the, the the system set up for them to not fall within the company, and and this was a culture that it was worse than just him. It was just like a animal house frat boy fraternity that they said they had at, at the Dallas Mavericks. Um, then one of the the writers from Mavs dot com have domestic violence. He actually, when he was hired uh, by the Mavericks, had a domestic violence case where I guess he sat on his girlfriend's chest and slapped her and kicked her. Jesus um, yeah, he ended up having to do community service, uh, and I think pay a fine. And that, that I mean, that was on his record when he applied for the job. He um, started dating. It, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he started dating a coworker there, um, and actually hit her. Um, she came to work with like a black eye, swollen face, and everything. Um, and then reported him a few days later, and nothing was done. Um. In fact, he was, when you have a domestic violence, um, I guess on your record, domestic violence uh, allegation, or, or not allegation, uh, offense on your record, you, you know how it's harder to get into Canada for certain things, DWI, mm-hmm. I guess domestic violence is one of those things. So he couldn't even travel to, to Raptors games in Toronto with the team, mm-hmm. um, he's, and he's a reporter about it. So it was mm-hmm. it was public knowledge that, you know I mean, this dude had a situation. Um, oh, so people knew. Outside of the Mavs organization, that there was an issue with him traveling, or just the Mavs organization. I don't know if outside the Mavs organization, okay. but the, the Mavs definitely his employees and the Mavs do. They every it was, it was, it was common it was a knowledge. Passport was, issue, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, they took care of his travel expenses, so um, that was an issue. I believe he got arrested at the offices as well, um, and the the fact that he dated a coworker who is an employee of the of the Dallas Mavericks, but he was still given preferential treatment. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, he was fired after this report came out, and at first mm-hmm. he was only suspended. Um, since then, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, fired the HR guy, um, and fired this gentleman named Earl K. Sneed. Um, the president to Earl K. Uh, Sneed is the writer, right? The writer, yeah, for the mm-hmm. website. Uh, Usuri, I guess you know, would have got fired here. Had already left. Um, he was working for Under Armour for a little while, and uh, two, months. two months within his. His stint with Under Armour, he actually had a sexual harassment allegation that led to him leaving the company. And yeah, and they got rid of him. That's interesting, though. Under Armour got rid of him, but the Mavs didn't. No. But then again, how much of it? How much of that is having? I guess having the benefit of just being more woke because of the the times we live in. Yeah, and also, but but it's just a, it just shows you how on different ends of the spectrum the cultures are. Right, right. Like, they weren't giving you strike one. Sports. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I guess yeah, both exactly. of them are sports. And he's, yo, the dude was a, was, was a great employee to have in terms of his, his resume. He graduated from Princeton. He uh, got a law, sorry, his, he got his master's degree from Harvard and a law degree from Cal Berkeley. He was responsible for bringing the All-Star game to uh, Dallas. Um, I believe he was responsible for getting the funding for the, the arena that they're in now. So he was a moneymaker, regardless of how much issues he had. But it's like, dude, you got a public knowledge that women don't want to get on the elevator with this guy. But that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You brought up his whole resume, right? That's the exact, that's the exact same 
defense they used for Rob Porter when you know going back to the whole White House thing. They're like, yeah, this dude is is, is the bomb. Like that's what uh, John Kelly, the chief of staff at the White House, is like. Yeah, this dude's the bomb, man. This guy, you know, he, he just makes the White House work real good. And he got, he went to Harvard and he went to Oxford and all this stuff. Resumes yeah, off they, the hook. They, they don't do bad things in the Ivy League, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's interesting because that's like one of those things like judging the book by the cover, and some people don't have the benefit of having a, a you know, I guess a good cover, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. yeah, if you exactly. if you if you went to public college or maybe you're, you're a person of color or maybe football you're a woman, player, you're a football player, player. yeah, yeah, or yeah, or your resume have you has you in a field that has a, some type of stigma tied to it. So if you're a professional athlete, you might be dumb, particularly if you, if you're a black one. Violent. Vi- yeah, exactly. Sexually aggressive. Right, all the, right. All the stereotypes that they can tack on. And the funny thing, ironically, is that the women in this article said that they had no issues with any of the players. Said that the players were actually like a safe haven. They felt safer around the players right. than they did in their own offices. Right. And I'm like, yo, that's that's nuts. Um, they even said there was a dude who just openly watched porn at his desk, which probably was multiple <laughs> people. Man, there's some real <laughs> Louis C.K. ass dudes at the at the Mavs organization. But it's funny because you uh. You you even said there's like kind of like a, 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 they bring up the resume whenever there's something that happens with these guys because that's all they care about. They don't care about what you do when you leave here. They care about what you bring to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a great employee, if you if you affect the bottom line in a positive way, hell yeah, they they gonna they gonna turn a, a blind eye to you. You know what I mean? But it's just sad. Like it just should, like people women shouldn't women shouldn't be made to feel unsafe at their workplace Mm -hmm. because you want to know how 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 we as men could actually put ourselves in that position imagine if your male boss touched your ass Mm -hmm. (laughs) like as if every all the tough guys out there who like yo nah nah not me just how how do you react to that well somebody (laughs) really gonna swing off on your on your boss you know what i'm saying do you uh be like is this like some weird uh cultural gay joke that i'm just not (laughs) i'm just not getting right right. you know what i'm saying like are you gonna react like terry cruz did exactly terry cruz yeah the power dynamic it's 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 psychologically for the most part there's just a reason that that you know certain people don't get their ass whipped because they're in a position of power. It's like, like you're supposed to re- respect these people, especially if you, you exist in a world or you, you've been molded into the world of hierarchy. You know, whether you're at your job or you're in the military, you have a job and then there's somebody above you. You don't fuck with that person physically. What, what I like, too, is like you mentioned it's kind of a profile that all these guys kind of fit in terms of like the Me Too guys or even you see it with some of the domestic violence um, guys. It's like, especially with the Me Too guys, with the shit that they, like, get quoted as saying. Because remember, we brought it up a couple episodes ago. Like, sometimes you're like, damn, am I, am I like, one of these guys? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm guilty of doing some of that stuff before. But when it comes down to their dialogue, I'm like, yo, I have never spoke like that before yeah. to a chick. Like, this nigga's bugged the fuck out. Like, you about to get gangbanged. Like, what are you, what, what? Like, what's on your biscuit at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Feeling like you're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, it was, it was funny. Uh, I was watching the Tupac movie the other day. Um, All Eyes on Me. That, that's the okay. name of the movie. And by the way, they got this new show out, the, the Tupac and Biggie murders. But I heard it's whack. But I, I'm, I'm really, I really try not to get in the habit of believing the reviews. But anyway, so the All Eyes on Me. I was looking at the scene where, where um, they said he raped the woman, and the way the movie put it was that, you know, he went to the, his hotel suite and there was these dudes that he didn't know that good, but they've been hanging around with him recently. And like Biggie warned him that nah, these dudes ain't cool. You shouldn't hang out with them. So in that, see, they he went to sleep in his room, and they were hanging out in the suite with this girl. I think she was a um, a dancer, an exotic dancer, and they invited her to hang out. And then while he's sleeping, she storms into his room with her clothes all torn off. Like, yo, you had them do this shit to me. He's like, what? But I wonder, like, an, ac- an accusation like that, like, how would that play? If this was in 2018, you know what I'm saying? Because this was back in what, 1992, 1993, four, something like that. What would that even look like in 2018? A rapper, young, pretty good looking. Everyone would have to cut ties with him. Like record labels would have to like let him go. Like Walmart would stop selling his record. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, 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 it took it to like the third degree. Because he, 
if if his account of it is correct, if it really happened the way he said it happened, he's he's literally kind of just guilty of being in the wrong place with the wrong people. Right, you right. Know what I'm saying, hey, guilty by association, which happens to people. Like, look, there's people sitting in prisons right now because they sat in the wrong car with with somebody that had guns and drugs in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's part of what, how people go down. You gotta choose your company, but it's it's sad. Like, nah, they they. They could they could destroy lives with that shit, bro. Yeah, and you, and you know it's another um another difference with the time. So that was in the mid '90s. Right now, you know we we topping off the second decade in the two thousand in the twenty first century. Now the lesson in these things is whether whether or not we know the guilt or innocence of of the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator. The lesson is, is make sure that women feel safe. At that time, the big lesson that came out was do not put yourself in the wrong position. At, at the wrong time watch your company but it wasn't about the women it was about more about keep yourself Check safe yourself. from accusations exactly yeah. but then now, now you got to go out your way to make sure like yo this are you comfortable like are you feeling good and even like 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 i don't want to accuse anybody of painting this picture but when the rob porter stuff first came out it came across as two like scorned ex-girlfriends you know what I mean? Trying to like destroy this dude rising, rising in the ranks of the White House, and then it was like, oh no, 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 homeboy is wild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like when you look into the story, but that's kind of the narrative that's painted that like women are gonna kind of try to do things that are, to take you down. Right. I mean, and also that was on, that came on the back of the the Aziz story, which which um how that story came out, it sounded kind of iffy. Yeah, yeah. I would say that, that it's uh debatable at best what what happened with Aziz. So I I don't think anybody could be totally certain of how appropriately or inappropriately he acted because to some it sounds like a bad date for Aziz. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, and then... And even Shorty kind of like like dropped it. She kind of like faded to obscurity. Like she didn't want to... Well, I think she was anonymous. She came out anonymous in the first place. And then the publication is called Babe.net. So it it was just tough to... It didn't come out with with a great amount of credibility. You know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily her fault. She shouldn't be, I don't know, smashed down for that. But the fact is that it didn't come out with with, uh, great credibility. People didn't accept it the way that they accepted some other stories. Mm -hmm. Nor did it have the evidence that other stories had. Exactly. Even further, we're talking about a a lovable character who may be the perpetrator. And and then, like... With the Donald Trump, his first initial uh, tweets, like the, the the women in the Rob Porter situation was like, yo, he's he's calling me a liar. Like, you know what I mean? They they felt offended by like what Donald Trump's saying. They knew the underlying, the undertones of it. And like, you know what I mean? The Aziz shit, like I don't want to say that, because cause literally you just getting like bad responses and bad tweets and people hating on you could make you not want to pursue something like that. So I don't want it to be a situation where they're scaring women into not pursuing situations, but it's kind of like, she was like, ah, I'm not, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like he's, I want him to go get arrested for some crime. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't like, I want him to go down. It's kind of like, all right, well, I felt like it fit this category and maybe you guys just don't agree. Yeah. But, um, shit, bro. That's episode 25. Damn, bro. 25 episodes. Ooh, quarter Damn. of a century. Shit, we had we a quarter of the way to a to hundredth episode, the big one hundred, well, the big one hundred, one hundredth episode extravaganza. Make sure you there. Yeah, pew <laughs> pew pew. You gotta put the air horn right there. You know what I mean? Make the shit go out. But um, I'm gonna hold it down for Ao Niche and let y'all know if y'all wanna check her out on social media. It is Ao Niche at A Y O N I S H for Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I believe she's on Snapchat, um, Instagram, definitely. Um, also, you can check out the Perfect Talk podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Keith, where can they find you at, brother? On Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Awesome, awesome. And you can find me, man, DJ Playboy Plickapeasy at Plickapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review. Uh, leave a rating. Just you know, what I mean, if you if you love what we doing here, just let let them know, and uh, we're gonna keep putting these out for y'all, man. Shout out to the entire Money Talks ENT DJ Show, DJ Sunkiss, Faded G, Miss Perfect Touch, Ao Niche, and myself, man. Shout out to uh Bookstore Ricky Spec. Shit, man. Twenty five episodes. Keep let's keep this shit going, brother. For real, for real. All right, man. Say goodbye to the people. Peace, y'all.